Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Good morning to you. So here are my new shoes. Uh, which uh, arrived in the post the other day, my new uh, running shoes. And if you saw the state of my previous pair of running shoes, which I will show you here, you will understand why there was a level of joy when my new shoes arrived. So I'll come back to this in a little minute to explain how this is relevant to the topic that we're looking at today. But First of all, let me introduce you to the shortest verse in the Bible. And it's here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We might think that the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. But actually, in the original Greek, if you count the letters in the original Greek, this is in fact the shortest verse in the Bible. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16, be joyful always. So, What we have in this section at the end of 1 Thessalonians 5 is a bunch of staccato statements from St. Paul. A bit like a mother, if she's writing a letter to her son and at the end she's running out of time. And so she kind of says, you know, your father sends his love. Uh, Phone soon. Um, Don't forget to eat your vegetables. You know, just this bunch of kind of uh, statements at the end of the letter. And that's what Paul is doing. But please note this, that whilst they may read a little bit like one of those cheesy posters that you put on your kitchen wall, you know, kind of, you know, always be grateful, be true to yourself, uh, seize the day, uh, eat cake. You know, actually, there is a difference here with what Paul is writing, because although Paul does write like that uh, in this section, live in peace, help the weak, be patient, no grudges be kind to one another. And here in this section, be joyful always, pray continually, always give thanks. Nevertheless, I would suggest to you that Paul is writing here, not, if you like, with a uh, bunch of kind of blessed suggestions for a happy life, but rather he's writing with uh, divine commands for a pleasing life. And At the centre of this, we have this phrase, be joyful always. Now, I'm going to let Joshua explain tomorrow why the topic of joy is a perfect topic for us to think about on Monday, Thursday and on Good Friday, when we would be thinking that Christians would be uh, feeling mournful and thinking about the pain of the cross and the passion. Actually, joy is a perfect subject to think about at this time of year. And so let me just at this point in time explain to you what joy actually is. Let me give you a definition of joy and I hope this will be helpful to you. Joy is an affection of the soul and I think that's better word than emotion but it could be emotion. An affection of the soul that is inspired by the anticipation of or the possession of a um, a suitable good. Okay, let me say that again. Joy is the an affection of the soul which is inspired 
by the anticipation of or the possession of a uh, a suitable good. And so my running shoes here are a pair of shoes that I ordered. And then, of course, you get your message to say that they've received the order and then you get a message they've been dispatched. And then you get a message saying Matus will deliver them between 10.36 and 11.36 uh, today. And for me, there was great joy in the anticipation of the arrival of these new shoes, which Jono very kindly has pointed out are kind of very much following the motto of be safe, be seen. Um, yeah, OK, that's the only options I could have with the colour of these ones. Um, but then when they arrived, of course, and I put them on and I went out for my first run and wow, hey, there's some actual bounce in the heels and, you know, uh, they, they fit beautifully and all that. There's a, a enjoyment also in the possession of, not only in the, the anticipation of, but also in the possession of a, a suitable good. Now, of course, I'm the first to acknowledge that a pair of running shoes is actually just a superficial and a temporary uh, enjoyment, which will not last forever. In actual fact, uh, we read in 1, Thess in 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 7, and verse 30, Paul says this. He says that those who mourn uh, as if not, and those who are happy or those who are joyful as if not joyful, those who buy something as if it was not theirs, those who use the things of this world as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. And so actually these shoes will eventually end up like these shoes, okay? It's passing away, the joy is only temporary and superficial. Now, I would suggest to you that instead, there is for us as Christians a much deeper, more visceral, in fact, and more real joy that we can experience. And so that's why it says in Hebrews 10, verse 34, that the believers there joyfully accepted the confiscation of their property because there was something even deeper than their property that caused them joy. And therefore, when they lost it, it actually almost enhanced their joy in things that will last. There is the joy of the Lord. My first ever sermon in Odium was the joy of the Lord is your strength. And Paul says in Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's why Paul can say in Romans 14 that the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but it is righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. It's joy in the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul says at the beginning of this letter in 1 Thessalonians and chapter 1, and verse six, he says that when they first heard the gospel, they, in spite of severe suffering, they received, they welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. They received this joy by the Holy Spirit. You see, folks, in contrast to the joys of this world, we have every reason to more abundantly more constantly and more permanently rejoice because of Jesus. I love that song 
by Graham Kendrick, knowing you, knowing you, Jesus, there is no greater thing. You're my all. You're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness. He says, doesn't he, earlier, what all I once held dear, built my life upon, all this world reveres, all, all I once thought gain, I've counted loss compared to and worthless compared to this, knowing you, Jesus. You know, I was thinking last night at Alpha about a quote by C.S. Lewis in which he says this, we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday by the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Do you picture this boy and he's just used to his mud pies in the slum and he's told, come to the beach. It's like, I can't imagine what a beach would be like. I've never been there. I don't know where. It, no, that's all right. I'll stick to the mud pies. Thanks very much. I was thinking about the rich young man who Jesus spoke to. And the rich young man said, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, there's just one thing that you need to do. Give away everything. And the man, it says, went away sorrowful because he had many possessions. He wanted to stick to his mud pies. He didn't want to go to the beach. He didn't know what the beach was like. He was missing out on the beach because he he had many possessions. He went away sorrowful. Folks, we can go away not sorrowful, but joyful because we have discovered the beach. We have Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the joy of the Holy Spirit. And it is, I tell you, the most amazing thing that you could ever experience. It is the most sustaining thing, the most powerful thing that you could ever experience. The joy of the Lord, knowing Jesus, knowing him is a joy beyond anything that we could ever hope for or imagine. And so let us rejoice today. Let us rejoice always, as it says here. And we'll explore more this subject of joy tomorrow on Good Friday. But right now, let us pray as we finish. Lord, we do thank you that you uh, command us to be joyful, but you also give us every reason why we should be joyful. And so we pray today that there would be not a superficial kind of happiness, Lord, uh, that uh, actually, uh, Lord, is it doesn't last. But we pray instead that, yeah, we'll enjoy the gifts that you give us, but that we will ultimately and most uh, imminently enjoy you in person. Enjoy your presence with us today, oh God. We pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen.